Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm your host, Jordan, and with me is my co-host, Daniel. Hello, hello. Today, we'll be going back to World War II and talking the new film, Overlord. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's hunt some Nazis and zombies. There's a blood that's flowing through the feeling With a knife to open up the sky's uh, one thing we've decided to do on the show here is each week we'll switch off bringing beer and surprising the other one with it. Uh, this week was Daniel's turn. So, Daniel, what did you bring us for show and tell today? All right. Well, what I brought this week is a new hazy IPA that I really enjoy from Breakside Brewing called The Thirst Trap. And, you know, it's honestly one of my new favorite beers that they've put out recently. I mean, I love hazies and I'm kind of surprised that they actually put this out because it's not summer anymore. And when I think of hazy, I think of summer beer. But, you know, it's a it's a really solid beer and I really like it a lot. Yeah, this is one of my favorite beers that's come out in the last year. It's really good. Uh, yeah, if you're in Portland, check out the Milwaukee um, Tap House. Say hi to Stephanie over there. She's usually behind the counter serving. And you won't be disappointed. They have a huge selection. Hashtag not sponsored. All right, well, why don't we dive into some movie news? Take it away, Daniel. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba-ba. Today in movie news. So what I have for this week is a couple trailers and some disturbing news. So we'll start with the trailers and the first teaser trailer that both of us saw today was the teaser trailer for Toy Story 4. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. Yeah, they shouldn't play that song, but no, I was excited. It was a very short teaser, like definitely a teaser trailer for sure. But it's just so, it's always so much fun to see those characters on the big screen. Like, I just, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait either. And I've heard that this is officially supposed to be the very last one, which I mean, I'm not saying good, great. I mean, I was surprised that all the sequels in Toy Story have actually been some of Pixar's best sequels, if not the best series that they have. I mean, even the third one I really enjoyed. And I mean, if you haven't seen that, definitely watch that. Tears tears me up every time. It does. I know it's it's got a heart wrenching ending, which if it ended the way it looks like it does in the third one, I would have been satisfied. But I'm so excited to go see another outing with all these characters. And I I don't know. I just can't wait to see it. Me too. When is it next summer? Yeah, I think that comes out next summer, 2019. Awesome. That's going to be a packed house for sure. Full of 20s and 30 year olds. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Kids, get out of the way. You don't even get it yet. Who brings their kids to opening night of toys? story come on yeah geez come on (laughs) all right um and so the second trailer that we saw today was the live action detective pikachu featuring ryan reynolds as the voice of pikachu nerd alert Nerd, yeah, nerds. But I don't know. I it the CGI for the Pokemon looks a little weird. But I mean, I'm just kind of looking forward to just seeing Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. And you know, what? I don't. I mean, I watched Pokemon when I was a kid religiously, so I get what they're trying to go for. And I'm just excited to see how they're gonna pull off this live action Pokemon. Actually, I say Pikachu looks interesting. He looks like I guess kind of remind me of Ted. Like he looks like a brought to life stuffed animal. Kind of. That I know. He looks more like a stuffed animal than a real life in this world. 
like animal slash Pokemon. But it also, I mean, it's the first teaser trailer. They might clean up the CGI a lot more in between now and when it's released. So there's always that. I mean, even if it doesn't, I'm still going to go see this movie. I mean, it's interesting and I don't know. It just seems like it might actually just be like purely for fun movie. I'm just hoping that they don't blow a huge budget on this movie. I think if they like max it out at like a hundred million dollars, that should be plenty. And I guarantee it'll probably make that money back, but I wouldn't go anything above that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious to see Ryan Reynolds. I kind of liked his voice in the preview. So we'll kind of see what happens with that. Um, This has come from somebody who's not really a, I don't know anything about Pokemon. Let's just, I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't play the Pokemon Go. I'd never watched the show. So I've basically only seen this trailer that they put out and it looks interesting. Ryan Reynolds kind of has me sold a little bit. So we'll see. I kind of leave the uh, Pokemon nerding out to my brother-in-law in the family. You know, he's the nerd of the family for that kind of stuff. Well, I'm I'm a nerd too. I don't know. I just like Pokemon. And so I'm just excited to see what this was. I mean, I love Ryan Reynolds. Um, I know when this movie was rumored that they had Ryan Reynolds and my personal pick was Dwayne Johnson, just for the simple fact that I would have loved to hear his like deep voice on a live action Pikachu. I thought that would have been hilarious, but Ryan Reynolds is a really good fit for this role. So we'll just uh, see how it is and hopefully it's watchable. Pick a pool. Yeah, peek pool That's actually a thing. Uh, <laughs> so, and then I guess the, uh, the last bit of news is, uh, which that dates this podcast on 11-12 of 2018, uh, Stan Lee has passed away. And I, it's it's just kind of weird because I know he was old. He he was 95 years old, and I guess his birthday is in December. So he was almost 96. Almost 96. God. But yeah. it's like you know he's 95. What do you expect? But at the same time, it's just it's so surreal though to lose an iconic person like him. I know it just kind of felt like he would just last forever. Which I mean, he kind of he will. Because, I mean, he's founded Marvel and, I mean, they're just a huge juggernaut now. And, I don't know, it's just, uh, it's just kind of crazy. I mean, I've read quite a few Marvel comics um, and, you know, he's just a very influential, like, one of the most influential people in, like, modern pop culture. And the fact that he's stayed so relevant all these years. One of my personal favorite uh, Marvel characters is Captain America, and I know, I think that is, like, the first Marvel character that he ever actually drew. Yeah, he definitely had an impact on me. I mean, all... All through my childhood, I was always a big fan of Spider-Man. I had Spider-Man posters all over my wall growing up. I always watched the cartoon, you know, the 90s cartoon. I love that cartoon. Watched it all the time. And, yeah, couldn't wait for the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie to come out. I mean, I... That was one of the first movies I started researching online back in the early 2000s as far as, like, you know, when you could dig up information about movies coming out. I was just... I couldn't wait to see my, you know, favorite wall crawler on the big screen. Oh, man. It's really hard, Daniel. It's hard to talk about something like this without tearing up. Yeah, I know. And it's just, and we, I mean, Art, we literally lost a legend today. He's a, he's impacted and influenced so many creative people and gener- he's literally affected multiple generations of creative writers and comic artists. So it's just kind of crazy that his uh his life ended, but uh you know, his legacy is going to continue. I mean, Marvel's get not going anywhere at least not for a really long time. I don't know. I just I want to say like I personally love Captain America and I think that is the first um character that he ever drew when he was doing a comic strip in a newspaper, but uh 
back when in that comic too they used to actually kill nazis yeah when they literally were killing nazis um I don't know, he's just, for some reason, he was always my favorite. I liked him, like, he was even in the 90s uh, Spider-Man cartoon, so I loved those episodes that had him involved. Um, And I think Winter Soldier is one of my favorite Marvel movies, period. So, I don't know, it's just, it's kind of... It's kind of hard to wrap our brains around. I mean, it just happened today, and I was just, I was in the middle of work when I heard, and I just, like, stopped everything, and I just, like, looked it up immediately to see what happened. But, you know, he's just, uh, it was his time, but, you know... People are going to remember him forever. And that's uh, that's really, like, the most you can possibly ask for. So true. Yeah, it's going to... I mean, I'm sure he shot a cameo for Infinity War Part 2 and Captain Marvel, so it'll still see him a little bit, man. I mean, don't be... Don't be surprised if I start tearing up when he shows up on screen next summer. But yeah, I'll if I just pick a favorite cameo though. I will say to, I will always cherish his uh, cameo he had in Mallrats. <laughs> yeah. Where he's talking to... Uh, Jason Lee's character, I forget his character name, but Jason Lee. Such a funny scene, especially when he goes back and talks to his friend. Like, yeah, have your friend checked out. This guy's got a real obsession with superhero genitals. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's just uh, that was <laughs> so classic. It's so classic, and I just, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. It's just a crazy. It's a crazy day, I guess. Um, well, I guess that wraps up our mo- our movie news. So you know what? We'll miss you, Stan. We'll miss you, Stan. You know. <sighs> Just, and that was, dedicate this to all the true believers out there. Excelsior. All right, well, let's talk some Overlord. So, Daniel, uh, let's just start with our initial thoughts, and then we'll get into some deeper detail. What were your, just, like, going into it, what did you think? Uh, going into it, I was pretty excited because when I saw the trailer for this movie, I just, in my head it clicked. I'm like, oh my god, it's Nazi zombies, the movie. Because I used to play uh, Call of Duty World at War Nazi zombies for hours with my friends when I was in high school. That's like the main game that we would all play together. And we just had a blast. So it kind of just looked like what that would look like in a movie. Because I think there's even four main characters that you follow in this movie and that's the amount of characters you played as so i don't know i i was really i was pretty excited like i thought this was gonna be an over-the-top dumb action movie going in and then i saw that it actually had really good ratings on rotten tomatoes at least anything like it, better ratings than i thought i i thought it would so it just made me more excited and you know what um i don't think i was disappointed when i saw this movie <laughs> Yeah, so going in, I probably saw the trailer maybe a month ago or something, like before one of our early films that we reviewed, like First Man. But yeah, it just looked like a fun, silly kind of zombie movie. Like looked like Saving Private Ryan meets Zombieland is what it looked like to me. It sounds like it more reminds you of home, you know, with hanging out with your friends, killing zombies and Nazis. Yeah, essentially. Virtually, not in real. Well, yeah, virtually. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I had really no expectations. I didn't really know what to expect. And I, like you, I was shocked because like a week ago, it was like, or just a couple days ago, even it was 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's dropped a little bit since then, but it was 90%. And I was like, okay, so maybe this isn't looks like a, a dumb action film. Maybe it's good. So yeah, I was excited to see it still because, again, it just looked like a fun movie. I don't know any of the cast going in. Didn't know who the director was. Just knew that it was Paramount putting it out there and it was produced by J.J. Abrams, or at least his bad robot company. That's all I knew. And yeah, I would say overall, wasn't disappointed. I enjoyed it. All right, so we're going to do something a little different this week because it's a pretty straightforward movie, so we're kind of just going to jump into spoilers now. I would say if you saw the trailer and you are wanting to go check it out or you're listening to this and it sounds interesting what we've talked about so far, then yeah, hit pause and go see it for sure. Then come back and unpause and listen to the rest. But for now, yeah, I think we're going to just jump into spoiler talk here and just 
talk about what we thought of the movie, what scenes stuck out, and yeah, just our overall feelings on it. I would say for me, uh, things that stuck out, because the overall story is pretty simple. So it takes place on the eve of D-Day. Several American trooper, paratroopers you know, are dropped onto enemy lines here in uh, France. Their mission is to go to this church that has a radio tower, and their job is to just destroy it, blow it up, destroy it. Because the radio tower, it, you know, it, it helps uh, signal between Berlin and the bunkers that are at the beaches of Normandy. So we want to knock out all German communication with each other so that we helps us out on D-Day. Before Tom Hanks pulls up tomorrow, we need to go knock this out. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, and it's essentially it plays out exactly like a video game mission would, where you drop in with your squad, and it kind of does. I didn't think yeah, of it like that. Yeah, You're you right. just you drop in with your squad, you have your mission, it hits complications, but eventually you accomplish the mission. Well, and I like how the movie just kind of gets to the point too. Like we don't see our our main boy. Um, his name is Boyce. We don't see him with family or with his girlfriend on the porch one last night before going off to war it just opens up boom we're in the middle of the bomber plane getting ready to drop the troops like minutes before it's time to drop the troops yeah and you know that that opening scene is pretty intense because you see all of these different characters in the plane just giving each other crap before they drop and immediately all of them are dead and you're left with the four main cast members i think right is there four of them i think it's four yeah yeah so they trim the fat right away you don't get attached to anybody that isn't a main character they just take it out immediately and then and then it just keeps going and great sequence too i mean their plane's getting shot up at and it start it catches on fire it's starting to go down and they have to evacuate and everybody's dying around our main four characters and we're we're still following um boyce mainly he jumps out of the plane he starts tumbling great sequence there we're like oh crap is he gonna be able to pull a shooting time like he's just tumbling 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 pulls it at the last minute shoot comes out and then like just moments later hits water thankfully hit water not land but anyway (laughs) hits the water and then yeah he's even underwater like um strength uh struggling in that or strangled in that so he has to take a knife cut the ropes and go back up to the surface to get breath but yeah just like one thing after another which is yeah what war is essentially yeah and he just uh yeah like as soon as he hits land then he starts getting shot at so he has to run some more and then he walks into a forest sees all of like a bunch of different soldiers that landed too, just like that died either on impact, like getting impaled on trees or just getting shot as soon as they landed. And like a couple that are just hanging from trees that were just shot immediately. Yeah. So it's just like it. I kind of appreciate that. Like within 10 minutes, you have the main cast on their mission. No strings attached. No excess people. It's just that's mm, that's who you're it. following. And you know what? I appreciated how fast this movie moves things along. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Boyce meets people. They end up meeting this uh, French woman uh, named Chloe. She takes them back to her house where she kind of sets them up for, I guess, the evening. You know, they still got to, you know, it's not too far from the church. The, you know, they're on their mission. They got to you know, make a game plan and go from there. And I, I forget so two of them i'm trying to remember how what happened so two of them were had to how did it work because well okay how, how did he end up with the dog getting chased by the dog to end up in the place to begin with I, that's how did he end up getting chased by the dog i forget um well the character tibbet and uh the photographer chase chase that's his name they get sent out to do some recon and they're supposed to meet and boys are supposed to meet them at the bridge and 
on his way to meet up with him, he starts getting chased by a dog. So he just jumps in uh, the back of a carrier truck and gets essentially driven straight into the enemy in the church base that they're supposed to infiltrate. And, you know, and he, when he's there, he just scouts around and that's when he finds like the lab and kind of sees a little bit of what they're doing. And, you know, and I thought the lab scene was really cool. Um, they really just like show some pretty gruesome stuff. Like one of the standout things that you see is he hears like someone's voice saying, help and he pulls back a curtain help yeah it's ex- help. it was it was pretty creepy and he pulls back the curtain and there's just a head that's probably like all the flesh ends at the bottom of the neck and then you just see it's still attached to its spinal cord and they're they sustained like it's it's still aware and it's just like kind of looking at him with peripheral vision just like help me and when i saw that i'm like whoa that that was actually legitimately creepy to look at. But, you know, he just, like, moves. He uh, he goes through the rest of the lab and sneaks around. He ends up stealing a syringe of the drug that they're injecting into the dead corpses. And then he also ends up rescuing uh, some other soldier that they captured after they landed. And so, essentially, you know, after that, he just takes him out and then meets up with uh, the rest of the squad. So, okay, yeah. And then that was from the point where the group of Germans come in to Chloe's house to kind of investigate. And essentially the main one wants to date rape her. Yeah, he's just like forcing, he's forcing her to comply or else she's, he threatens to take her brother essentially. So she really doesn't have any choice. So they end up uh, knocking that guy out and interrogating him, which was a pretty brutal scene. Well, that part before that, I was feeling bad for her. Because I mean, I get, I'm under the impression this wasn't the first time he's done this to her oh no it but definitely I mean, like he had her pinned up against the table like spreading her legs for her and things i god it's just it was awful yeah no it really was and so you know and at first because like the the commander is actually telling boyce like stay put that's we can't do this we can't do anything about this or we risk compromising our entire mission but eventually like i'm really glad that they didn't just sit there and watch they did end up going and just like knocking the guy out and then interrogating him so that was kind of like a sweet like relief and justification that they just like immediately just take him upstairs and start beating the crap out of him the interrogation scene yeah was great too yeah um <laughs> he just getting the snot beat out of him yeah by ford there the corporal and yeah the one guy was like come on let's not do this we're being a little brutal like this is what they do you know we got to be equally as tough which you know yeah nazis yeah like it's one of those... a little tough love too yeah, I don't know. I mean, far as like that was one of the main standout moments was them interrogating him. I guess. Yeah, so all throughout you realize Boyce had a very good mother that raised him. <laughs> yeah, essentially. I don't know. I just like I guess another standout moment was when we jump forward to them actually going and infiltrating or like doing their full on attack on the compound. They trick uh, one of the. Uh, the Nazi commander's men into chasing after Chloe and they jump him and then they tape his mouth shut and they tie his, uh, what they tied his hands to the steering wheels and had him drive through the gate. And that was a great moment because he's just like, like, just like trying to point down to his little sidecar, but his mouth is taped up. So they rip it off and it just shows that he has a grenade pin in his mouth, like a grenade in his mouth and it pulls out the pin. So it just blows his head clean off. And that was then, beautiful. Yeah. And then the, uh, <laughs> and then the sidecar just explodes because it's got extra explosives and dynamite in it. So it just takes out everybody in the yeah, immediate like, vicinity. Like what, at least two thirds of them just boom, gone immediately. And then they're set up, they're already ready for sniping and just start taking out the rest of them. Like that was, that was a great scene. I did that stuck out and I really enjoyed 
enjoyed that myself. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there were some good scenes. Like, again, like, I wasn't sure what this movie was going to be. If it was going to be, like, a, a complete ridiculous action movie. But, yeah, definitely, you know, led up to good moments and kind of created tension. You definitely knew they were on the clock because, you know, this is the Eva D-Day. they got to finish the mission. They have less than 24 hours to get this done. So, yeah, you definitely feel the tension there. Uh, but, yeah, there was still some fun action, though, throughout. Like, t- scenes like that were just great. It was kind of nice, too, just in general because, like, over the weeks, we've seen a lot of more serious movies, kind of yeah. in that time of year. So it's kind of fun to take a break and kind of see this. Kind of see an action movie, not hard part plot to follow. So you can just turn your brain off and just enjoy it. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I I think the director, I forget his name. He's not someone I'm familiar with, but I think he pulled it off pretty well. I think he did a really good job. Yeah, I think uh, I'll repeat again. Like this movie's just better than it has any right to be. It's nothing special, but it's better than it should be. Yeah, and I think critics agree too. They just thought it was a lot of fun, is what it looked like. There's 80% Rotten Tomatoes right now. I mean, so it went down a little bit from 90 like it was a few days ago, but that's still pretty good for a movie like this, I would think. I thought for sure, I mean, Girl in the Spider Web, you would have thought based off a book that would have been higher up, but that got, like, rotten uh, in the 30s, yeah, I got, think. Yeah. Something crazy like that, so. Yeah, maybe we were all just kind of like looking for a fun action flick to watch. But I really liked, um, his name is, I'm probably going to butcher it. I have a tendency to butcher names, but um, Jovan Adipo, Adepo, he's from Fences and Mother. I have still have yet to see those movies. They're both on my list, but I really enjoyed him on screen. I enjoyed watching him quite a bit. Uh, as far as actors that stuck out, him and Chloe stuck out the most to me. They were great. I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name, like Mathilde, Mathilde. Olivier. <laughs> I think that's as close as we we're going to get. Yeah. Again, I'm very good at butchering names, so go me. What did you think of... Uh, so she gets pulled into the mission a little bit too because they kidnap her younger brother, which I thought that was her son at first, so I guess that was her younger brother. They seem to be like 15 years apart, but they kidnap her uh, her brother, so she's kind of become part of the mission. Like, I get my brother back, so she goes with him to the church. Uh, she kicks some ass, though. She has some really good moments there, good character development stuff there. I enjoyed watching her kick some Nazi ass. Yeah. No, I like that too. She uh she was a great character. Like she wasn't over like she wasn't overused or you know, like she had some pretty good moments like uh with her, I guess one of my favorites she's looking for her brother and she runs into two uh Nazis in the compound and she has a pistol and she's just like, Tell me where he is and then the guy they're just looking at each other like, Okay, what's she gonna do to us? And then He's like, I don't know where your brother is, like kind of like in a snarky way. And she just shoots him in the face and goes over to the other guy. He's like, where's my brother? And he's like, he's over here. That's a good moment. Yeah. Yes. No, I definitely like that. That whole, the whole last act I thought was great. Like when they're in the church compound and I keep wanting to call it a castle, but I guess it's the church castle. When they're, that whole last scene in there is just awesome. It's just one thing after another. Uh, Waffner, Waffner, the main Nazi dude that essentially tried to date raper. Um, I said date rape like they were actually dating, but no. This guy's a bad dude. He's a bad if, dude. If he wasn't, he, if it, being a Nazi wasn't bad enough, he's also just even a crappier person than that. Right. So, yeah, he injects himself with the, I guess, formula, we'll call it. <laughs> they don't really have a name for it. That, And he gets his, you know, super strong zombie-ness to him. And he just starts throwing around, like, our two main guys, Ford and, uh, just throwing them around. There's a great sequence between him and Ford where he takes a meat hook, sticks it into uh, Ford's um, chest. He essentially hangs him up by his rib cage. Yeah. Which was Uh, brutal. And one one thing I I enjoyed this too is he he didn't just yank himself out immediately. They they show him struggle. He pulls himself up 
not not, not enough strength and then drops back down, which I'm just like, ooh. (laughs) I know. That that moment got uh, me, too. I'm just like, whoa, that must have hurt more than the first one. Right, and then he pulls himself up again and eventually is able to break out of it and falls falls to the ground. Like, I just, I can't even imagine, like, the pain he must have been in. And then that's a... He injects himself as well, because one thing the formula does is kind of instant healing. Kind of, so it's kind of like the Nazis version of, like, the super soldier formula from, uh, you know, Captain America world. Yeah. Kind of that. Only it gives you a little bit of extra strength and then turns you into a zombie. Yeah. I mean, a little it, bit of side effects there in this one. It's, it hasn't been FDA approved yet. Yeah, not yet. And, or, well, not ever because they blow yeah. it up. Yeah, so, you know, and they have that kind of like a typical action movie where a bad guy injects himself with bad guy juice and are in ever a lot of war movies you have the person who sacrificed himself at the end so he injects himself with the bad guy juice and they duke it out and then they end up just uh forward locks boyce out of the room and he's just like i'm just gonna blow this whole place up you need to leave and well they blow the whole place up boyce and chloe make it out and they get his little brother and mission accomplished uh, it's a very cliche part but they show him running all the explosions behind him and he's just barely keeping himself above the explosions but for whatever reason it worked in this and i really enjoyed watching him run out of the building as it's blown up behind him yeah no i did but, too yeah it was a it was a good fun movie I, again like nothing to take serious again this ain't up for oscars or anything but it was just fun to watch i enjoyed it trying to think of anything else that stuck out that you want to talk about here um i feel like i've talked about all my stuff i i do again i like that they you know they kind of kept it that we are on a time crunch we got to get this done before tomorrow 4d day happens we got to get this knocked out um yeah i'm looking at my show notes here i yeah i think we kind of covered all the scenes out I, I, that i that stuck out to me i would just say let's grade it out here yeah i mean yeah I mean, my closing thoughts are if uh you like the trailer i think you'll like the movie if you didn't like the trailer the movie's not going to sway you but I, I do i do say if you if you do want to see this movie go see it sooner than later because it only made 10 million over opening weekend so with all the movies coming out in the weeks to come it's probably going to get forgotten pretty quick so go see it immediately or i guess just wait till it goes to your second run theaters but definitely check it out sooner than later though if you do want to see in a good theater final thoughts are the same i'm like check it out if, if if you like the trailer go check it out i think you'll enjoy yourself it was definitely you know a good fun movie world war ii and zombies you kind of can't go wrong with that no yeah as far as graying it out goes i think i'd give it a solid b i yeah. think that's where it's at you know it's not an amazing movie it doesn't have a lot of like depth to it per se it's a real basic plot but it, it works everything works so it definitely is still a solid b yeah, I'm just going to give it a solid BTM. I know I, I really enjoyed it, and I loved it, but, you know, it's, like Jordan said, it's a pretty predictable plot. It's not, it doesn't make it not enjoyable, but it's a predictable plot. You kind of know how things are going to go, and... It's just, it doesn't do anything special, but it's just, it's still better than it had any right to be. So, you know, it's just a solid B. Um, I, I think this is a movie I might watch uh, again when it comes out on DVD, maybe rent it. But, you know, it's just, I enjoyed it, so it gets gets a passing grade for me. Yeah, it's definitely something I'll rewatch again. Don't think I'll ever own it, but we'll definitely rewatch it if it's on Netflix or something like that. All right, well, why don't we wrap this up here? Daniel, why don't you tell people where they can find us? They can find us at Instagram and Twitter with movies underscore Bruce. You can hit us up there and let us know what you're looking forward to seeing in theaters. Let us know what you thought of Overlord and, you know, suggest uh, movies that you want us to cover in the future. But yeah, good stuff is coming. Like, there's a whole bunch of movies coming out here in the weeks to come. We got Widows coming out. We got Creed 2. A lot of good stuff. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's all the time we have for today. We'll see you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.